Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald. And now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I enjoyed that conversation with Romy Hall and what she's doing around the presentation that Craig Scott is giving to schools. It's really inspiring. It's great to see people like Romy kind of stepping up. And Craig actually defined her or, or described her as one of the most dynamic uh, leader, local leaders, passionate leaders that he's come across across the entire United States. So, what a what a uh, what a wonderful compliment for for Romy. You know, one thing I talk about here in coastal Mississippi, and I've got a full show that's going to be focused on this building sense of place about bringing vitality back to downtowns, where that came from, the history of it, and why it's important, especially in the new economy. Um, I talk a lot about Ocean Springs. Ocean Springs, after Hurricane Katrina, was incredibly important to coastal Mississippi because it didn't have its city center destroyed. And so the vitality of Ocean Springs was able to come back rapidly. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a place that a lot of people went to eat and enjoy for, for many months, if not years, after Hurricane Katrina. Still is one of the more, more inspiring cities of, uh, of coastal Mississippi. It defines a walkable community. And the amount of investments that are being made there are just incredible. I want to welcome someone today who loves Ocean Springs. I love Ocean Springs, but this is his city. Uh, it's a, it's a representative. Uh, we call him Hank Zumer, but his formal name is Henry Zumer III from District 13 and uh, with the House of Representatives. Hank, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Ricky. Good to see you. And I want to thank you for what you do for the coast and for keeping the coast informed about what goes on statewide with politics and especially at the Capitol. Uh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, man. We uh, we really try. You know, this, this show is really dedicated to the men and women who are working so hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. And we're honored that we have so many people, you know, some of them working through their corporations, some of them working through nonprofits, some of them just volunteering and filling gaps and doing all kinds of, of different things to b- help build this great community. But um, it takes, I often say it takes a village to make Coastal Mississippi tick. And, you know, in your role, you're, you're, you have a, a law firm. You, you're also involved in, um, in, in, of course, the, the political side of things. You get, to get in, you get to be in touch with lots of people in your world. And, it, I mean, you meet some special people, don't you? I, I do. And, Ricky, you were talking about Ocean Springs. And, obviously, you know, it's my hometown. I, I grew up in Ocean Springs. It has changed tremendously. But uh, uh, it brings a smile to my face because Lee can relate to this also, uh, the guests following me. You know, my colleagues, Ricky, give me a hard time because I'm always advocating for, I'm always marketing Ocean Springs. You know, I, I think Ocean Springs is uniquely qualified and situated to be the face of the new Mississippi um, and, and people in other parts of the state just they don't know what's going on in Ocean Springs and on the coast. So it's my job to, to market Ocean Springs and tell my colleagues, especially within the political arena, hey, this is actually what's going on 
on the coast and in Ocean Springs. And most of them don't believe what's going on with the people coming in and the influx of, of uh, tourists and visitors and, and not just from the United States, but from all over the world. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm deeply impressed with really, there's a, there's a string of major private investment that's happening all across coastal Mississippi, bringing vitality, as I mentioned, back to the, back to the community. We're going to go into that really deeply tomorrow with, with Lee, with Lee Young. But one of the things that's impressive about it, if you think about, you know, Joe Cloyd and what he's done with, uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 hotel scene, working with the Condries, and you think about the the Nico brothers and what they've done in, in terms of the 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 restaurants. I mean, if we started naming all the names, it would be impossible to list them all. But you know, bringing Guff Hills back and just you know, your mayor now is uh, not that past mayors weren't passionate about the city, but you've got a mayor now that came from the real estate arena, who was an investor, who uh, you know grew up in the city, loves the city, and really understands the importance of you know sort of balancing quality of life with future growth. There's a lot of things going well for you there, and the role that you play in promoting the city to the to the House of Representatives in Mississippi is really important, actually. And I don't I don't fault you for that at all. No, and, and I don't fault myself at all either. But it's it's like I said, it's funny because if uh, if my colleagues see me coming, it's uh, they know what it's about. <laughs> it, it's about the coast and, and Ocean Springs. But Ricky, let's um, uh, you know we tend to focus on the present. Yeah. Okay. What, what's going on now in Ocean Springs? But the big picture for Ocean Springs is the past and the history. You know, Ocean Springs was founded in 1699. It's one of the oldest communities establishments in, in the country. Um, so, you know, that needs to be you got what's going on present. And we need to kind of intertwine that and, and talk about the past in the historical uh, background of not just Ocean Springs, but again, it's it's a team effort, the entire coast. Uh, now, yeah, Hank, one of the things I think that's, that's happening, we think about Robert St. John's and his partner who produced the the um, uh, Mississippi Broadcasting Special on Walter Anderson, and then, of course, they, they published a book on Walter Anderson. Now this is being, this story is being told all across the country and really around the world. I often say about that, actually, that it's going to have sort of the George Orr effect, where George Orr you know, was discovered in New York long after he died, and then obviously then this, eventually this, this pot became incredibly well-known, and him as an artist became incredibly well-known. I think the same thing is going to happen to Walter Anderson, and pe- flocks of people are going to come to Ocean Springs to better understand that story, which I think is a great connection to the past in a lot of ways, don't you? I do. I do. And and the connection to the past is strong, not just for Ocean Springs, for, but for the entire coast. And and people who come here and, and I, you know, people who actually live in Ocean Springs on the coast, they tend to forget about the past. You know, they just want to focus on, you know, what's going on presently and, and, and the future, which is which is important. But, you know, you can make the past part of the image and, and the marketing uh, uh, plan that we have. And I think it needs to be part of that marketing plan because the Gulf Coast is, is very historical. I mean, you know, uh, all the way back to the late 1600s, back to uh, the immigrants from Yugoslavia coming over. And, and, you know, more recently, the immigrants from Vietnam coming over. I mean, it's, it's really a melting pot, a melting pot of, of different cultures. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. Hey, listen, if I look at it, was interesting kind of studying your tenure. 
what I what I got I get to do on Cosy that I didn't get to do in the world that I was in as a CEO is really kind of focus on you for a period of time to understand sort of I mean we've known each other for a long time but to think that you've had uh, you've been on insurance banking and financial judiciary Medicaid public utilities ways and means you've had a you've had a a, a good ride in in uh, the House of Representatives haven't you I have uh, uh, you know and. I'm thankful to the speaker. I'm thankful to the House leadership. Uh, uh, you know, I consider myself pretty good at numbers, and I, and I think that has something to do. I've got a finance degree from Millsaps and, and obviously the law degree, but I think that has something to do with the speaker appointing me to uh, uh, the chairman of banking and then eventually to uh, the chairman of insurance. But if I can tell you a, a funny story, if we have. Yeah, please. Well, the main reason. Uh, that the speaker appointed me to the chairman of of, uh, of banking was that my predecessor George Flags. Do you know George Flags by any chance? Yes. Yes. Well, he he is a very uh, dapper and a uh, very uh, well dressed individual. So the speaker made the appointment on the House floor, and I went to him after the uh, uh, after the committee appointments, and I said, "Well, you know, Mr. Speaker, why did you? I'm just curious. Why did you appoint me?" As the uh, as the chairman of banking, I said, "Well, was it because of my finance degree or my uh, my law degree?" And he's kind of chuckled and he said, "Hank, he said no. He said uh, he said that didn't have anything to do with it." Well, Mr. Speaker, I'm somewhat curious. I mean, well, what was the basis for my appointment to uh, banking? He said, "Well." Me and Nathan Wells, his chief of staff at that time, kind of took a very simple uh, poll among your colleagues. And uh, 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 the result of that poll was the fact that you were the only one that could maintain that fashion standard. I represented a Well, I mean, that's what I remember. I remember that same thing about you too. That you're you're definitely dapper. You know, looking at insurance, though, man, I've talked about it. I mean, I can remember some whether I was a publisher of the Sun Herald or Mobile or New Orleans. If I had to think of one topic I wrote the most about, it was the insurance crisis that we face. It doesn't get better as time goes on. It gets worse. But, um, but Hank, well, how do you reflect on the insurance challenges that we're facing? Because really, at the at the core of our economic success going forward is we've got to somehow figure out how to stabilize the insurance situation, both in terms of the federal flood insurance program, which most people don't realize has been completely recrafted and it's going to become extremely expensive as we go forward as they push to become actuarially sound, and the wind coverage. So, you know, kind of how do you characterize it these days? Ricky, I agree with you 100%. Let's just be honest about it and let's be pretty uh, blunt. If you don't have a, a viable and a uh, stable insurance market on the coast, you don't have development on the coast, period. And as you know, last year, the wind pool, that was probably, you know, uh, one of the top two or three issues that the, legis- that the legislature faced. Let's do this, Hank, and I, and I, cu- I talked about it, too, that, that there's these possibility raiders wanted to kind of get into the pool. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk about why the wind pool is actually a best practice in America and why it's important for us to keep it stable. We'll see you with, with uh, Representative Hank Zuber on the other side. See you after this. You can also 
listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Hank Zuber. We've known each other for a really long time. He's, you know, obviously incredibly active in the community. And he did what a lot of people should, and that is sign up to to represent his uh, his beloved city, which is what he did. And when we went to break, though, we're talking about insurance, the insurance crisis, really. It's, just, it's an insurance crisis for America. And I think eventually this, the country is going to have to have a conversation, especially as it relates to catastrophic coverage. I think what it will end up need to happen is that the the, the flood insurance program will need to get rolled into some kind of federal catastrophic plan and just cover them all. Uh, right now, the, the coastal communities, for the most part, are carrying the burden of that program. And we've got to figure out a way to spread out the uh, – uh, you know those who are those who are covered by it, so we can hopefully ultimately reduce our rate. But we mentioned about the wind pool and wind coverage in the state. Boy, that's uh, that wind pool is incredibly important, isn't it, Hank? It, it is, Ricky. Like I mentioned before, if you don't have a viable uh, and stable wind pool market and insurance market, you don't have development, future development on the Gulf Coast. That's just the bottom line. And as you know, that was the number one topic uh, of mine last year in the Senate Insurance Committee. But we have got to make sure that our wind pool is stable, viable, and actuarially sound. And, uh, you know, there's some people last year that wanted to kind of, you know, go into the wind pool uh, uh, residual account and and take some of that money. And we were able to work it out. And uh, we came up with, like you said, one of the best practices uh, uh, statute. Uh, anywhere. Um, you look at Louisiana. God, you look at Texas. Oh, you look at Florida. Florida. Look I mean, at Florida. is a disaster. Yeah. It's a disaster. And and that's because it just wasn't done the right way, the actuarially sound way to begin with. And and I hate to say this, but if they have a, a major, as you know, the, you know this, Ricky, if they have a major hurricane, um, uh, their wind pool will not be able to cover the losses. See, they almost had it this season, and the, the reality is if they would have gotten hit in the Tampa Bay area, I've said on the show many times, it would have, it, it would have been so significant, it would have caused an economic you know, sort of blip on the screen for the entire United States. It, it would be that significant, and uh, they didn't face it. It was close, but they didn't face that kind of a scenario. They still have challenges, don't get me wrong, and they've got some major work to do. To uh, to sort of backstop that state because I mean listen this is a peninsula it's going to get hit again it's going to get hit by a major storm in Fort Lauderdale or Miami or Tampa or, you know you know the story and, and my point is it, Mississippi Gulf Coast will get hit again it, it's just yes. a matter of when it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and you know who knows it could be stronger than Katrina next time I mean it could be stronger than Camille there's nothing to say that that was the highest benchmark that we will ever experience so with that and that's the approach i took uh last year was saying you know my colleagues lieutenant governor uh, uh the speaker and who gave me complete discretion to to work it out it's uh, you know it's not a matter of when i mean it's not a matter of if but when and yeah we and we've sure got we- to stay really focused on it i appreciate your leadership on it hey listen i had Romy hall in the first segment and we talked about efforts to bring a, a positive message into schools to help kids 
so that we can maybe defer violence and suicide and the things that are facing kids today. I saw you have House Bill 51, and I read it actually this morning and went into some detail about the kind of training that would be covered by this program. Uh, what inspired you doing this bill? Well, let me uh, let me back up if I may. You know, I had a chance to uh, meet uh, Craig Scott and his mother, and I believe his uh, his mother's sister. And and what a tremendous family! What a I mean, the guy's just uh, uh, I mean, he, he does a very good job uh, uh, telling the story about how we can touch the children of today. And Ricky, what got me involved is you know everybody wants to be reactionary. I am trying to be proactive you know it's too late if we get to the point where we have the sh another school shooting we need to preclude it we need to be proactive and try to prevent it so that's the approach that i'm trying to take with trying to come up with the enabling legislation for some funding to try to touch these children and and tell them that you know hey everybody you know your life is worth something you have something to live for what's going on back home touch them at the home, touch them before, Ricky, they go out and buy that weapon or that gun and commit the shooting. Yeah, uh, he, he made such a great point, too, about when a school shooting happens, there's a lot of focus on fortifying schools and all that. And certainly we got to have that, that how to make schools safe conversation. But so many kids are dying from suicide, and we really aren't having that conversation. And I think what he's used is this, this moment that this, as a Columbine survivor where so much negativity came out of that, and he's trying to create a positive ripple. And what he's learned about engaging kids, over a million kids, I might add, has really helped him. He gets better and better at it every time you can go. You know him. I've, I've had the opportunity to have him on the show. But you know whether it's whether it's him or someone else, the, the reality is we need to get this message into schools. I agree. And once again, if we can, and if we can touch these children, we can prevent another disaster and, and uh, unfortunately, another school shooting. So that's that's my approach. I just I always like to be proactive instead of reactive. And and that's why I filed the bill. Now, it's it's just like a placeholder yeah. know, to be worked on. But it, yeah. it, it starts the communication, Ricky, and it gets uh, it gets the attention of people that we can maybe, uh, you know, try to do something. Well, I appreciate your leadership. Listen, I wish we had more time. We're out of time, but we'll have you back on soon. I'd like to, we'll check in with you from time to time to see sort of your read on how this legislative session is going. But before, until then, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to it, Ricky. Thank you. This has been Representative Hank Zuber. Uh, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.